Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Excited to have you here. Um, if you guys missed last week's episode, we spoke with Sydney Sherman. Um, a really great conversation. She's building an online marketplace uh, that is helping combat poverty through the things we buy. Um, but she talks about her um, you know, challenges and successes of actually building an online marketplace and what that's all about. So um, this could be really interesting for anybody in the online marketing space. A lot of key lessons and insights there um, in the e-commerce world. So um, today we're going to be talking with somebody uh, that we've been connected with for a little while in 2019, and she is a super duper rock star, um, and her name is Rachel Miller. So she's been on a tear lately, and uh, she is a mom of six children. Uh, she's you know adopted a bunch of children, and she's doing amazing things in her family life, and we love her for that. And she's also running several businesses. Um, so, you know, you have to ask, scratch your head and say, how do you, how do you become a mom of six children, run several businesses successfully and have time to actually enjoy anything else in life? Right. Um, but this is what she does and she's really, really good at it. And her business, um, that we found out about her for is, uh, Moolah, which is all about helping you grow your Facebook audience, right? So if you have a business, you got a business page and you're using the Facebook ecosystem, Rachel is the guru on how to grow an engaged audience. And we've learned a lot from her and her strategies. So, so we're going to talk about all that with Rachel in just a minute. Um, for anybody that doesn't know already, we're very excited because just around the corner, we're going to be releasing the next edition of Change Creator Magazine, June 15th, with the one and only Blake Mykoski. Uh, Blake is a super rock star, founder of Tom's, for anybody that just happens to not know. He's also the creator of the whole model, the one-for-one -one model. Um, you know, you buy a pair of shoes, you give a pair of shoes to someone in need. Um, and we get into some really great conversation with Blake, so that cover story is going to be killer. So keep an eye out June 15th. Uh, that will be uh, coming out with Blake Makoski. If you haven't checked out issue 27 of Change Creator Magazine, we had Nasserine Shaikh. She is a incredible woman. Incredible, incredible. She's very inspiring. Uh, she's from Nepal. She was actually a child slave. Um, you know, she worked in terrible, terrible conditions for years, uh, from 4 a.m. to midnight. Uh, she found her way into education, and she was able to start two businesses now to combat child labor and support women in Nepal. Uh, her story is very, very inspiring. And we met her over in Toronto. This is how we got connected at the Buy Good, Feel Good Expo. Um, lots of good socially conscious consumers, uh, manufacturers, and entrepreneurs. Um, and she was there doing a speaking engagement and also um, telling people about her products and businesses. So uh, a lot of fun. We had a video interview, so you guys might have saw some of those uh, clips flying around Facebook. Um, yeah, so check out issue 27. Really good stuff. We also had Laura Gassner Oding. She was just on Good Morning America, and she has an incredible book called Limitless. And uh, the article in issue 27 is called Pushing Your Boundaries. Um, she will light a fire under your butt. So check, you're going to want to check that out. 
All right, guys, we're going to jump into this conversation with Rachel. Um, this was actually our first video interview we ever did, and we did it over Zoom. Um, we actually found that, that the audio quality was not our favorite, so bear with us. It's not the normal, but it's also not bad. So uh, I, everything is good. Just wanted to give you a heads up on why there's a little bit of a difference there. But you will also get to see some of the video clips flying around uh, Facebook as we put them out there with Rachel talking about some of these key points. So make sure you follow us on Facebook, guys. And if you want to learn how to put storytelling at the heart of your marketing, join us in our group, Storytelling Strategies to Grow Your Impact Business. Lots of good stuff going on there. Okay, guys, let's jump into this conversation with Rachel Miller. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing today? I'm good, Adam. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for hosting me. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. Um, so much I want to pick your brain on, and I know our audience is dying to hear from you. Um, you know, the Facebook guru over here, and I love that focus. I love what you're working on. There's so much power and value um, in marketing on Facebook. So before we get too deep into this, tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. What's the latest and greatest? Well, I just, I, I have a course and that's pretty much it. I don't have like a massive value letter. I have one product that I give people a lot of value in. So okay. that's my, my marketing philosophy is to help people make the biggest impacts on the world with their own businesses. And the fastest way that I can do that is in a course. So that's what we it. do. And yeah, and I'm going to vouch for it because you know, guys, look, I'm going to say something here. She's a marketing shark. You've got to be careful. She will suck you into this vortex of I got to have it. Uh, and that's it. You're done. But the good news is the value. Yeah. The thing is, I, I don't just do this for me. I have websites. I've created multiple websites and they're still running today and they're still earning and they still bring in people. So it's, um, I have that business in addition to the business where I teach people how to do it. So yeah. uh, break that down a little bit. So I know you have, you've been in like the marketing website kind of world for quite a while. So if you could just tell us a little bit about how you converted from that world, I guess you didn't convert, you're still in it, but where did it start and how'd you get into your massive uh, Facebook page strategy stuff? Yeah, I um, began as a mom blogger and I had to quit my job as a teacher because we had too many kids and couldn't afford daycare. And that was like heartbreaking for me because I was like I, in with people all day and now suddenly I couldn't be with people. The yeah. world was going to end. Um, literally, I was probably like saying the world was going to end. Um, anyways, you know how it gets if you're like a caged yes. in person and I felt caged in. So my husband came home and he's like, you need a blog. I hear I hear you can interact with people on a blog. And at the time we didn't even have a car for me because that's how tight things were. We, my car broke yeah. down and we couldn't fix afford the repairs because I wasn't working anymore. And we had these babies. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to go crazy. So, um, so anyway, so he's like, get a blog. And I don't know if he meant to get a blog, like, so you can, you know, help us pay for the groceries or, you know, get a free movie ticket. Cause you're an influencer. I don't think, I think that's kind of the level he was thinking it was going to be. I don't think he meant for it to, you know, me to scale it to a business that's getting 10 yeah. million page views a month and like a 2.2 <laughs> million fan base page and then a second or fan base not. page and a third fan base page and two more fan base pages and two Pinterest accounts. And right. he's like, no, he's like, so you're going where and you're speaking where, when? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I know he was not anticipating any of that. Um, but God's grace, it's happened. And um, yeah, we are, we get to, um, I have businesses. I've got two best-selling books that my businesses have been able to um, create. 
And then and when I say bestselling, I don't mean like a New York Times bestseller because it only takes 8,000 copies to get on New York Times bestsellers. Um, I okay. sold over 100,000 copies of each. So um, yeah, it's, I'm like, what? And what were the <laughs> topics of those books? Just so we get a sense of what, what kind of category you were playing kids in. Kids activities, kids. Kids activities. Kids and parenting, yep. I have noticed. Oh, but in the perspective, I have six kids. So just put the out there. I've got six kids. So I'm able to do this working mostly part-time. So I don't know very many other um, entrepreneurs that work under 35 hours guaranteed every week. And that's kind of where I am because I have the kids. So um, that is me working as full-time as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, I don't know how you do it because I, you know, I know people have one or two and they are having a difficult enough time. <laughs> so six? I don't it makes know. life fun. It makes life fun. And honestly, I would not be the mom I am without my business and I would not be the business owner I am without being a mom because... Yeah. It helps me focus my business so I can get a lot done because I have all these deadlines of these little yeah. bodies that are saying, mom, you need to come do this. We need to go here. So I have, because you almost shorten your amount of work time, I think I get more done. Um, but then in addition to that, I stay sane because I have a job. Um, yeah. My life is not like my children because you can wrap your identity up in your kids. And for me, that was, that was stifling me and it was, it was making me go crazy. And, um, I can stay sane. And I, when I say that, I literally am more sane because I have a business. <laughs> well, they're also your fulfillment team. I saw the photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they pack my boxes. They're awesome. And that's for tax deductions. Somebody said we should, uh, I should outsource that. I'm like, but then I wouldn't be able to get tax write-off from my yeah, yeah. And they need to learn to work. So this is a win. Looking like a true business mind. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm curious, let's, let's dig into some of this a little bit. Um, and I know a lot of people listening here, they have, they get frustrated. They get frustrated with Facebook because, um, well, one, it's so powerful, but it's also complex, right? So there's a lot of different things you can get sucked into $50 here, $100 there. Am I doing this right? And I so, you know, and it, like, if you can just give the 101, how did you start getting, um, knowledgeable about what works and what doesn't just trial and error. Like where did the marketing expertise start to grow for Facebook? Well, I think it started before I was in Facebook. Um, every, how many of you, I guess you're, everyone in the audience, raise your hand. <laughs> Sorry, this is pre-taped. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, but anybody who's here, seriously though, like raise your hand, like, you know, verbally let, let yeah. Adam know, are you a people watcher? Because yeah. if you're one of those people who, when you go to the diner and you like hear the, the lady two, two booths over who's talking loudly and she's telling her story about something, you're like almost drawn into her life um, or you're imagining what she's doing later. Or, oh, you know, if you're a peach people watcher and you're like um, kind of pigeonholing all the people that yeah. you see around you, if that is who you are, you've got the perfect, you've got all the skills you need to become me. Um, that's what I did in college. And I think that that skill that I developed in college led me to become a really good marketer. I started, I grew up Mennonite. So, and I was a homeschooled. So, and so I mean, we're talking like homeschooling was just legalized. I, I knew like six other people that were homeschoolers. It was like teeny tiny group. My, I mean, my, my social circle was like non-existent. And, and I'm an extrovert, right? So as soon as I could, I left and I went to college. And in college, I realized like that how everyone else knows who Michael Jackson is and sweetheart, yeah. you have no clue who he is. Like, this is like, everyone knows NSYNC boys. Everyone knows Michael Jackson and they've got these dance things and you don't know who any of these boys are. And yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, I didn't know what clothes to wear. So, okay, I was starting at like zero when it comes to social skills. <clears throat> and so I sat and I watched people and I watched what do people do to get reactions out of people? Yeah. What kind of reactions are positive reactions? What do the most popular kids do that everyone flocks to them? Why, why, what, do, what are they saying? What kind of actions are they doing? I noticed something that now I know is like mirroring where if you lean in when they lean in, if you move to the, you know, if you do those actions, people respond to you. Well, guess what we do in marketing? We mirror yeah. our audience. We yeah. literally get to know our audience and we mirror their actions. It's the same type of tricks that we do in a party to get interactions. When yeah. we go to a party, we don't start instantly talking about ourselves. Um, <laughs> we've all seen that person who does that. Well, in marketing, how many times do we have ads fall flat because we start them, we start the relationship spouting out all these facts yeah. about us and why they need us. Yep. And yeah. the guy's like running away at the party like, dude, I, I just, I didn't, I, I was at a party and um, a guy named Rob, I love Rob because I love all people, <laughs> but Rob, um, Rob Gate kept trying to give me his, his card so I could buy his refrigerator service. And I'm like, um, dude, I don't actually need refrigerator service right now. Um, I promise. <laughs> I think I'm good. I, I swear to you, I'm good. And, uh, he could not let it go. He was like, you need, and I was like, I, so I like literally kind of bailed the party because he kept following me, trying to oh tell me about his refrigerator refrigerators and how, if I promote him, then he'd give me a free refrigerator and, and you know, anyways, all this stuff, right? We don't want to be that person. We don't want to follow people around yeah. in an annoying way. Yep. And just like we do in life. So if you're a people watcher and you're watching the poor girl getting chased by Rob, the refrigerator salesman, yeah. um, and you know what that feels like. You know you're able to see that situation. And if you can see that situation in real life, you can see that same situation online and you can rescue those people and you can, 100%. you can be their friend. You can be their loudspeaker. You can be that, that popular person online with your business, loving people, serving people and selling to them. <laughs> well, I love what you said about the refrigerator story because it's really important. Like what people miss is that when it comes to sharing what you have to offer or any kind of story, you know, we're really into the storytelling stuff. And when you talk about connecting with somebody, there's also the factors you have to consider of time and place. So if your timing is off and the place is off, like it's just, even if you have the right message, it's going to fall flat. So yes. I love what you said. I noticed this myself. Okay. Um, I often, we go right to the solution and we want to tell our audience about the solution before they brought it, bought into the fact that they have a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, yeah, we've also often go right for that. I'm going to solve your problems. I'm going to solve your problems. Here's the pain that you have. Let me fix it for you. Um, and what does that, if somebody comes to us, like, oh, maybe my mom and says, I've got a solution for this problem you have. You just need to fix it these ways. Like your kid's driving you crazy this way. Well, if you did these five things, your kid wouldn't bother you so much. How many of us have heard our, our mom or mother-in-law or grandmother <laughs> say those things and rolled our eyes? Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing we do with our ads. And I fell for this because I, um, Ashley Black, Ashley Black, I think I'm pretty sure that's her name. I'm like spacing for a second here, but she has this thing for cellulose, cellulose in women, like with this, yeah, yeah. this dimple, fat dimples. Okay. And <laughs> I'm like a hundred pounds. So in my mind, I don't need this product, right? I have no right. problem, but she doesn't talk to me about my problem, how, how she's going to fix my problem. She talks about chickens and how there's this thing with chickens and how the fit. And next thing you know, I'm watching this product demo <laughs> and it's about chicken fat. And 
before long, I'm like, you know what? I might have a problem with dimples. <laughs> if you had come to me with the problem, if she yep. had come to me with the problem, I would have like run like, dude, what? Are you this marketing is way off. Yeah. I'm going to buy like $180 worth of her stuff um, <laughs> because she didn't sell me the solution. She sold me onto the problem first. So yeah. in, not in a way that says you have the problem, but more like, other people have this problem. Don't worry about you. Yeah. Don't, we're not, we're not talking about you. We're talking about these other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they just start relating and, and it starts resonating. That, and, and that you know, is, I'm looking at myself going, you know what? I might be a hundred pounds, but I still have those dimples. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, get a little personal with you there. <laughs> well, and it's, and you know, one of the things that um, we had an expert come in that kind of worked with us on some of the stuff that we've been doing and they talk about exactly what you're saying, which is kind of like having these, persona funnels, right? Yeah. So here's your audience, right? But are they already, where are they in the funnel? Meaning, do they already believe that there is a problem? Or, you know, if they don't, then you have a totally different messaging so you can get them there, right? And I, mm -hmm. I think you're just hitting the nail on the head and it's this whole game of psychology. And the more you can understand where someone is that is in your audience, the better you can serve them. And that, that's, you know, right, the way you think about it is how am I helping them and getting their attention? Yes, and if you know your audience really well, then you, next up is, do you love your audience? And if you can love your audience, well, how do you love them? And that's, that is by serving and selling to them. So I see serving and selling as kind of the same thing. Yeah. Because when you serve them, you're going to serve them in a way that most helps them take action. Yeah. If I spent $2 on the cellulose tool, would I actually use it? No. If I spent $180 yep. on the cellulose tool, I'm probably going to use it. Yeah. So he's getting me to have action in my life and see a transformation because I'm using whatever that tool thing is, the phasia blaster. That's what right. it is. Right. Um, because I'm using that because I spent enough money to have the buy-in for it. So we, if we love our audience, we're not just going to just serve them by giving them like things for free. We're going to serve them by selling to them so that they can have a transformation in their lives. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, so let's dive into the Facebook world a little bit more uh, for people. And, you know, we have these Facebook pages, we have Facebook groups, and then maybe the private things, they buy your membership or course, you might have this like private stuff. So <clears throat> let's define them a little bit for people, because I think there's a misperception of <laughs> what the I, I like went all geeky on you. And I like, Chicken scratched it out. <laughs> All right, let's go through it. Like, what is the page? Like, how should we think about a page and the purpose it serves versus a group and so on and so forth? And if you can maybe walk through some high-level ideas just on Yeah, well, I kind of think, well, I sketched it out. So I know that some of your audience is listening, but I'm like a visual person. So I like just ignore my doodles, but I doodled it out for people. So if you're listening later on the podcast and you want the, the screenshot, maybe hold on. Screenshot it. Put it in the comments <laughs> or something. I'll send it to you. Okay, guys. So we've got five different elements of Facebook. It's not, it's not just groups and pages. There's so much more to Facebook. And as businesses, we kind of at least need to be aware if not having our fingers in all the pies. Yeah. Um, and so we've got our personal profiles. And like you were asking, how do I optimize these or what do we do? with our messaging, our, our story on each of these. With personal profile, I want to establish trust with my audience. So that is, who am I best able to connect with? Who am I best able to serve? And for me, I relate best to families because I've got a big family and I understand like the struggles that families have. 
in a way that I don't understand the single 22 year old guy. Um, so, so in comparison, that's who I'm trying to attract. So what do I do on my profile to make me attractive more to families? Am I going to have a funnel that says do this and get rich and have freedom? Well, maybe, but they're kind of tied to their family. So they're more in for security. What can I do on my profile that establishes trust in who I am? I'm not using my profile as the funnel for them to enter my content. I'm using the funnel, my profile as when they've engaged with me in groups, when they've engaged with me on my page and they go back to check me out and they're stalking me. Yeah. What do they see that's going to make them love me more? Yep. And trust me more. So that's again at the party. I'm not going out there with the funnel that says, I sell these five things. I say, this is what I believe in. I have manifesto statements. I believe I'm, uh, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I have a lot of kids. I'm married and happily married. And um, I, I can't help myself. I start a lot of businesses. Um, <laughs> those are the things that I want people to, to, to see of me first so that they love me and trust me more. Yep. And so, so that's what I use my personal profile for. And um, so after so we got our personal f- profile off, now we've got groups. Groups because we as people, when we're building our pages, we interact in groups. Um, as we're interacting, I like to do a, a tactic called friend segmenting. So anybody that I'm interacting with in groups, I add them to different lists so I can retarget them later from my personal profile. <clears throat> so that's one tactic we use in groups. Those are when I'm in other people's groups. And then later on, I'm going to create my own group. And whenever I'm creating a group, I like to create the group with the keywords that the group is about. So, and almost like a club name if possible. So, um, dog lovers of America or dog walkers of America. So you're about dog walking in America. Um, so people know exactly what they're getting when they go to the, the group. I don't like calling them something like X and X tools. Well, I don't know what X and X tools is. So why would I join your community? So XNX tools might be amazing software product for, for small businesses. Instead, I would say small business hacks to make life easier. Whatever it is that your, your promise is, that's what I would call your group. And then the How are you segmenting, though? You said you would actually segment people. Um, are you collecting email through? No. Are you were saying this is for other groups. So how are you actually? I, yeah, I segment with just my personal profile using interest lists. It's one of the hacks I teach on Facebook. Mm, okay. So, so we've got our personal profile, we've got groups, now we've got pages. The thing about pages is we get to run ads from pages, we get to collect audience of pages, we get to segment some more with pages. So I, you can't have a business without a page. I, d- I don't believe, I don't believe Facebook is that. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Can you sell with your personal profile? Yeah, but if you do that all the time, you'll get in trouble, you can get your account banned. Yeah. Um, in a group, well, you can't retarget them. You can have it easily hijacked. You can, you can have a rogue moderator kind of take over the personality of your group. You need something that you can control the, the direction of the group. And when right. people leave the group, bring them back because they forgot about it for three weeks and they still want to be there. They just forgot to open it because they were on vacation. And you have to bring them back into it. So that's why I think a page is super important. And yeah. again, I'm not going to call my page XNS tools because right. no one knows what that is. I'm going to call my page what my reader calls themselves. So this is what I would call a club with a search term, an SEO kind of search term. Um, right. But my page, I would call what my reader defines themselves as. <clears throat> readers, my readers aren't going to call themselves Rachel Miller. Um, but my readers of my mom's site, they might call themselves quirky moms. So right, that's right. why I called my page Quirky Moms. I actually have a cat audience of a, almost 200,000 cat people. Right. And I call it the crazy cat ladies. Because um, right. 
who, who do I attract the most? Crazy cat women. And women <laughs> yeah. three cats. So they wear crazy cat lady like a badge of honor. It's not a negative term for them. It right. is a badge of honor. They're proud so of that. They're proud of it. They're, they're glad to be a crazy cat lady. So for them, I call my page that because that's what they want the world to know of them. Why do I do that? Whenever someone first sees our page, the part of our page that they see is the profile picture and the name. So you want those things to be something that they instantly connect with as yes, that's me or no way in heck is that me? Right. Lady, you got right. three cats? Like, no, you're not my crew. You're not, you're not my home. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be an instant yes or no. <clears throat> so, so then I'm going to challenge that just a quick second. So you have a page though for Moolah Marketing and it's Moolah Marketer. So nobody probably calls them a Moolah Marketer, do they? Um, well, do they call themselves Moolah? Do they call themselves a marketer? I don't know. <laughs> would marketer, you call yourself a marketer? Marketer, yes. I would say, yeah. That yeah. Would be true. So I have to use, I can't just call myself a marketer. Like the page right. alone isn't enough. Um, okay. Do you like making money as a marketer? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Okay, gotcha. So that's why I went with that name. Now, could I have named it better? Yes, but at the time, I didn't think I was just about Facebook. I thought I was going to be about helping people build all audiences to make money. Ah. Um, and then I started teaching my audience <clears throat> because here's the thing, guys. I actually grew multiple audiences to multiple hundreds of thousands on Pinterest. Mm. I've grown a, a YouTube channel to, I think we got up to like 45,000 in like a very short period of time before I left that organization. I grew an Instagram account to 124,000 um, in a very short period of time before I left that organization. So I was like, you know what? I've got a lot of skills to build multiple audiences. And I tried to teach all of them. And what did people say? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, thanks what? for telling us that tip about Pinterest. What we really want to hear is what you told us about Facebook. Uh -huh. And so once I realized that my audience really loved Facebook from me, um, and you really want to be known for one thing, I pivoted into just Facebook. So okay. um, I listened to my, my, my readers. And they told yeah. me, hey, look, you're... You, Great, you got some great tips about Pinterest, but nothing really original there. But what you're doing on Facebook, what you do here? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was what people wanted. So if I could go back in time, I would switch it to something Facebook, but I can't put Facebook in the title of the page because that'll get me in trouble with trademarking. So it's like, I have to find some way to do that. The only problem is, um, you know, you, you, you're, I'm sure your business has evolved a little bit. And so yeah. what do you think it's going to be might not end up being where, where you end up. And oh, happens all the time. Happens all yeah, the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've got our page, our profile, we've got our group, and we've got our page. Yeah. Now, that's not everything. Okay. So a lot of times we think, like, oh, if I just have my profile and I interact in groups and I've got a page, and my page interacts in my groups, I'm done. And I can just share my content. And, I mean, you're good but you're even better if you add the rest of the spokes of the ecosystem and the rest of the spokes of the ecosystem are messenger chat and off Facebook. And what I mean by that is pixel fires. So that would be your email list that you collect a custom audience of your email list, your website traffic, Facebook tracks the engagement on your landing pages. And that actually comes back to your page and affects your ad costs and your ad engagement and your ad scores on your page. So okay. adding things like, it's so fun we did this. We added a, a bar where people could slide it. One, I'm, I, I'm moving my hands. If you're on a podcast, guys, just imagine the girls waving your hands with this bar in front of your face. Hand gestures. Um, <laughs> sorry. So there's like a bar and you could raise the money or lower the money and it causes like this little like calculator thing to work. When I did that on my website, my landing page, it caused my ad rates to plummet. 
So my, my cost for ads, they like went so low. I've never seen them so low before. And it's because my page was getting people to play around on it. And Facebook's like, whoa, the people really want to play on this landing page. So we're going to not just, it starts at 25 cents a click. We're going to get two cents a click on this one. I don't remember exact numbers. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like it was two cents. It might've been three <laughs> um, or four, but it was really, I was like 26 cents to, to that number. I was just like, this is free. Like, and that's it felt free they notice activity. So they see activity on a page, like people are interested and it has and maybe a lower bounce rate. rate. Yeah. yeah. I, I had better ad delivery and I, my cost went down. So for you, know that it, that tells me it's not just one of these things, Facebook. And then that also affected my ads on my page and it affected yeah. my content on my page because my, my page and my website were connected. So yeah. know for you guys that these are all part of a system. And if you can get engagement in one of these, you know how to get engagement in the other. The way that you have a conversation in a group is the same way you're going to have a conversation with someone over messenger. And the same way you share content from a page into a group is the same way you're going to build your email list into your group or on your profile or all of those things. If you know how to work one, we'll add another one. And once you've got that one gained and down, add the next part of the ecosystem. And right. the next, you have to next. do it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, I guess a lot of people struggle too with, you know, what is the, and, and I know I've been through your program, so I know these things, but I want to talk about it a little bit for people listening. And it is the targeting aspect. I think people struggle with how they should be targeting um, and it comes down, I know you talk about interviewing people. We share that with our audience as well as, you know, you got to talk to your oh, yeah. customer. I mean, this makes all the difference in the world. Like we, we had some sales for our program and if we didn't talk to them, we would not have realized like where they were coming from, where they were in their business that made sense for us, like, you know, to, for someone who bought that kind of product. So I think the same thing applies here. Um, and I know you talk about looking at people's likes, you know, when you go to their page, you can kind of get a sense um, I want to talk a little bit about interpreting that information. So okay. if you see a lot of public figures or you see that they're into music and entrepreneurship or very left leaning, you know, <laughs> news, how do you interpret it <laughs> and how many interests in targeting is too much or too little and all that kind of stuff? Is, it, is there any rules for that? I like generally to have my original audience that I target to be about a million people. So when I'm picking a general audience and, and now, okay, whenever I'm teaching people how to target, we start with your message because if you have the wrong message, well, your targeting is going to fall flat no matter where you target. Yeah. So you have to first, before we even go into targeting who the right people are, test your message. If your message doesn't convert, well, it, it might not be the audience. It might be that you need to work on your message first because yeah. you could have the best most targeted audience of cat people. But if you're talking about cat food, you're going to push them away because cat audiences really like their own special cat food. Like every cat has this, they believe that their cat food is the best and they'll tell you why. Um, so if I'm coming at them with cat food, I'm going to, even though it looks like it's the right audience, I'm going to push them away and they may even unfollow my, my page yeah. because I'm speaking something that they see as offensive. <clears throat> So if you're off on your messaging, you have to test with your audience. Don't assume I'm a cat food. My audience is cat people. I'm going to put this to them like this and they're going to love it. Um, don't assume that because you might end up falling flat. Um, the next set. So check your message first. And I check my message with an audience of a million because I can see 
it's enough of a general pool that I can do an engagement ad yeah. and see, does this actually get engagement or does this get all the wrong engagement where I get a lot of angry faces and hide all <laughs> <Yeah>. those? <laughs> I can test a message easily with a general audience. And then after my million audience, yes, I could let Facebook find the right people, but that takes a lot of ad spend. And I'm personally like, a yes. so I want to spend my money. Um, like in a little while, we're going to be doing a, a promotion for chickens and I want to, we built a school in Kenya. I want a promotion for chickens. I'm, we're buying chickens for people in Utah. I saw, I see, yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to do, I want to do things that matter in the world. I don't want to spend my money giving it to Zuckerberg to test. So <laughs> you're like me and you don't want to give it to Zuckerberg to test. The next thing that you do is what I call a game of I spy. So just like when we play I spy when we're kids and, and we sit in a room and it's that obscure blue book on the left counter, you know, whatever that is, right? <laughs> no one's going to think of that product. But how many times do we say, okay, is it the clock? Is it the zebra toy underneath the couch? Is it? No, don't do that. Is it on the left side of the room or the right side of the room? Come on, guys. Yeah. That's how we play it. Okay. Is it white or is it a dark color? Okay. Like imagine the color spectrum. Is it light or dark? Come on. Right. Not that hard. Right. Um, okay. Okay. It's a dark color. Great. Well, is it closer to the TV or farther from the TV? Okay. Right. Closer to the TV. Okay. So now we're getting narrow, narrowing in and eventually I'll find out that the target audience or the target product is that blue book on the counter there. But I would have never got there if I just hit as a sniper all like one thing here and one thing there. Right, right. But I get it, yes, but it's kind of like luck or chance. So what do I like to do? I like to then separate them into batches and then test each batch until I can funnel down to my perfect people. And usually I can get the test done in usually six to nine tests. I can be, have a really close idea as to what will convert. Um, I know the messaging and I know the audience and I can now create more content just like that and keep trying to beat my previous win. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, for some of us, that kind of stuff, it takes a little patience and a little organization. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't think of myself as super organized. So I only run three tests at a time because I'm not one of those organized people. And my brain can only do three at a time. Now I've had students follow my tactics and then do 21 at a time, which I say, well, good for you. Um, the rest of us, we do three at a time and it just takes two or three days. And so we, it's in 18 days, we've got, we've got enough of a, a data pool that we can. Yeah. Use. Yeah. And are you doing, um, do you do like batches of like an ad set of three or four different like creatives or I mean messages? Nope. I do one ad set, one ad, one ad set, one ad. And then if it's yeah. successful, then I'll duplicate it and do multiple creatives. Yeah. But yeah. why do that work if it's not successful yet? Um, right. so for me, I, and if there's so many things to look at, I get confused. So yeah. I don't want to see three creatives in each one because I'll get confused. So right. I just want to see which one's the winner. And then that winner, I scale by adding those the extra creatives. But until I'm ready, like, I don't want to see how many of you guys get decision fatigue. You know, that's why, <laughs> yeah, exactly. why he wore the same thing every day. And why can't girls do that? Totally not fair. I'm going to wear the same thing every day. <laughs> yes. yep. I'm going to wear a white t-shirt for the rest of my life. You can want to see. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, um, he, or it's a gray t-shirt. He wore gray, gray something, right? Okay. But my point is he, decision fatigue is something that we all struggle with. So cut back the decision. Yeah. Don't that decision until you have to. So I just do the three tests, one ad, one ad set. And then if it's successful, then I duplicate, then I clone, then I, you know, scale it. We add more ad spend to it and we, you know, take it to the races. 
Yeah. Is there any, do you have on the top of your mind, like, so if you were going to do message testing uh, for people to understand, like, well, what is, how do you test a message? Is it a meme or an article title, a video? And, and what kind of uh, messages, what makes the messages different? Is it just what the audience might be thinking at the time? Like, I want to, my first message that I want to test is what they call themselves. All right. Because yeah. how can we sell our software tool if we're selling it to small businesses that are accounting firms, when you don't realize that that small business that's accounting firm really defines themselves as um, empty nester mom who happens to have an accounting business because she doesn't actually care too much about accounting. (laughs) So if you can sell to her as the empty nester who needs some purpose and her accounting becomes her purpose, your message will sell, your ads will sell a lot better. Yeah. You will speak for her and you will sell for her. And actually we've seen that happen in our audience. We have one student this last round who grew her audience to 160 middle-aged accounting firm owners. Cool. Women over 45, she has 160 of them. She spoke the, you can regain your purpose and make an impact through your business as an accountant in the financial services market. And she had 160 people on her page, wow. offered them a product, and has $10,000 recurring revenue coming in every single month. Oh, my month. God, really? <laughs> she did that in the first four weeks of the course what? that I taught. Yes, this just yeah. happened this last round. It was insane. Uh, and she did that because she spoke the message of who her audience was. She didn't go out and say accountant professionals. These accountant professionals are getting really bored with accounting and they're kind of bored with their life right now and their kids just moved out and that's really what they care about. Um, When she spoke to, hey, our kids moved out. That doesn't mean we're done. Like, come on, let's get, our new kid is going to be our business and we're not going to be an accounting business. We're going to be in the impacting business. When she changed her market that way, her business exploded and exploded because it only brought in the right people. She didn't want anyone. Uh, she asked me not to share her page with people because she doesn't <laughs> want people visiting her page. that are not 45 year old women accountants who actually live in this country of Canada. Like that's wow. all she wants. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I love hearing, you know, and you can hear Gary V and all these guys talk about this too. It's like everyone's so obsessed with vanity metrics of big numbers, but the big numbers don't matter if they're not engaged. Right. So they're not. No. And her biased. audience, it's a page. She doesn't have a group. It is just a page and they love her because she talks to them and they're wow. on her page talking. I mean, like she gets 33 comments on a post. It's hilarious. Yeah. I know right. because her people, they relate because how many That's people are out there talking to that audience and talking the exact message instead of trying to sell them an accounting tool, talking to them about, hey, guys, as accountants, we just lost our kids. So what is that? We didn't lose our kids, but like, what does that mean in life as we're transitioning ourselves in our business? Like, yeah. no one's talking like that for them. And um, she's inspiring, like hope in a sense of like something fresh, something interesting. Yes. And they're kind of like at that crossroad in their life. And she's, I know, right there. I, I love know it. it's the transition. It's like, a, you know, like that, that coming of age story that teenagers have. Yeah. You, you get to have that again when you're a mom. And you're hey, it's never too late. Right. Started, yes. <laughs> they're bringing I love it. hearing that though. I love hearing that. And a uh, big believer in that focused group, high, high engagement yeah. numbers don't matter. And the thing is too, that same tactics that Tamanda, 
Edith is using to win her 160 people are the same tactics that Allison's using right now. And she's got 9.8 million on her post. So she's most likely going to hit 10 million today on her content. That's um, crazy. I have noticed that the mom category is like pff, just. That's because I relate better to moms. So when I'm training people, the people that put what I tell them into place more quickly tend to be mom and women. Uh, um, yeah. So that's, I'm not trying to like, could guys do this? Yes. Are guys on Facebook talking all day long? Yes. Yeah. Um, but for some reason of my students, the ones who tend to <laughs> don't do it all, as I say it without arguing with me, tend to be more women. <laughs> I do have been taking my courses, but I do target my ads to women. So when I give all my examples, almost all of them are women. Yeah. Mm. We do have Adam and Damon and Greg. There are three of my stories that I tell. So I guess I have some men in there. Sorry. I don't, and here I'm on your show, Adam. I'm not trying to man bash. I just. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm like, this is coming out totally wrong. No, <laughs> but you attract, everyone attracts their tribe. And my tribe happens to be women. So yeah. 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 No, of course. Of course. I just noticed that like, I'm like, oh, there's someone's like a moolah win. And I'm like, let me guess. It's a mom page. I guarantee you it's a mom page. <laughs> uh, all my, actually, my, my businesses that I help have been mom pages, but I've also helped HGTV shows. I've helped the largest Facebook person in the entire world who is in the pet space. I've helped, um, and he's a guy. Um, I've helped, um, one of the people in Shark Tank. Um, so anyways, I've helped all, I've helped a wide variety of businesses, Fortune 500 companies, um, but the ones I care and love and get all excited about, I'm not going to tell you about the time I helped an apparel company that probably <laughs> one of their shoes go viral because for crying out loud, they had enough money on that ad that if it didn't go viral, they had something really serious. Yeah, something's wrong. really wrong. Um, and nobody else has that kind of money on an ad campaign. So yeah. not nobody, a couple other of my clients do, but it's not, those stories don't make me excited. Yeah, um, yeah. The mom who you know was has a, 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 a about to go to be divorced, and yeah. she suddenly needs to have an audience so she can pay for like life with her kids, and so her kids cannot can go to that soccer camp that they're planning on going to this summer, and not have that taken away from them in spite of the divorce. Um, she's very motivated to make sure she grows an audience, and I'm motivated really to help her make that happen. So yeah, um, I love it. Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're running low on time, and I have one selfish question that I'm going to throw at you because. <laughs> This is the end of the funnel. So as people build their audiences to get to pages, chatting with people, Mr. Now we have a product and we want to sell something. Um, you know, you have the conversion objective. Um, you know, when do you, how much money, because that one it behaves differently. I have personally noticed than, you know, engagement traffic and stuff like I that. I love engagement ads and I sometimes even use them for conversions. I was, that's where I'm kind of going. I've noticed sometimes the link clicks and stuff might even be at more cost effective in the engagement than it is with the conversion. We have seen on our team, just to be transparent, like, you know, $20, $30 can go by before you start triggering that conversion objective. And you're like, wait, something's not connecting. I'm going to bail. So it's like, how much do you spend before you start believing in the effect of it? <laughs> it's like... Um I spend, um, for conversion ad, I spend until I get 2,000 views. 2,000 views? Landing page views, you two, mean? 2,000 clicks, because then I'll know if that traffic is converting. So, okay, if it's 1,000 views, um, I can kind of have a guess, because I'll know out of 1,000 people, 100 of them 
went on and took this action and went click through, well, then that's, that's a guess, but I can know for certain by 2000. So yeah. by 2000, if I have not wiped out the, the losers and promoted the winners, then um, usually for engagement ads, I usually do 100 because out of 100, I can check an action. So yeah. out of 100, I would expect to have say 20 clicks yeah. or 20 actions. Now that may not be a buying audience. That's why I want to get a thousand on the actual ad because that might give me 200 people that clicked and of the 200 people that clicked, 10 of them purchased. So that, that gives me enough of a numbers to be able to see the ratio. Oh, you're saying reach 2,000 people. Yes. So when your ad, your ads gets to 2,000, you know, those, I'll know by the 2,000 mark if it's, if it's flunking in a conversion or if it's, if it's, yeah. yeah. Now, in an engagement ad, I don't need as many people to yeah. see if they're taking action. So I don't, because you need a larger range of engaged people to be able to tell if they're going to be a buyer because, yeah. and just because they've engaged, it might be the wrong timing. Like they're in the grocery line and they're checking out their groceries, and they're engaged <laughs> right. and but they're not in a position where they can buy it right now. So that doesn't mean it's, it's a loss that adds still a win, but it's not a conversion ad. So it might, so it takes more of those people to catch them in the right mindset to be able to see if it works. Yeah. I wonder if going desktop only would help that. Oh, well, I mean, how many people are on their phones though? So yes, you do actually get a higher conversion rate on desktop only, but for me, I'm going to buy so much stuff on my phone now. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. A lot of my people are like me. So, but because of that, I do have PayPal because I'm too lazy to get off my butt and go type it into my phone. Yes. Yes. Makes so it easier. I want to have a one click buy. So either yes. PayPal or Apple pay. I try to have that in everything. It comes in handy. Well, listen, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, this has been a lot of fun and I appreciate you being part of the show. So Rachel, where do people learn about what you're doing, find out about how they can work with you and get involved in your program? Yeah, I have a free Facebook group. That's my primary like place. I drive people to and tell people get, people advice and that's Facebook page strategies. So if you type that into Facebook, you should be able to see my group there. Um, I'm the girl with big hair. And um, <laughs> if you want to follow my Facebook page, it's Moolah Marketer. And if I, there's any changes on the algorithm, I tend to talk about that on Moolah Marketer Facebook page. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, there you have it, everybody. Um, lots to learn from Rachel. Highly recommend the group. The course is also very good. So Rachel, congratulations on everything and your books too, because they're super cool. I know, it's been crazy. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome. We'll talk soon. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. 